Welcome, welcome, welcome to uh, Midnight Climax. Today is a special day. This is what, episode 24, 25? I don't know what episode this is, but we're going to go straight into uh, something we've been probably missing out on for the past, I don't know, year, is our uh, our newfound uh, Astrology Corner. Uh, I, I'm joined by a very special guest today with our number one astrologist in, we'll say the Northeast Seaboard, probably. Um, I'm here with Alex. Uh, go ahead, man. Uh, welcome, listener. I am your spiritual guide, Alex. Uh, <laughs> You're a shaman now. I, uh, <laughs> I always loved looking at the stars and the moon and uh, watching uh, Apollo 13 as a child. So I went to DeVry University. Apollo and 13? I, <laughs> I, I, got, I got my uh, certification as an astrologer because I studied astrology in DeVry University. He's, he's our only flat earth astrologer <laughs> on the podcast network. So, We're very excited so, to have him here. So if you look at the sky today, the the moon is very bright and the stars are, are various. And uh, Jupiter is somewhere in... Jupiter know, is somewhere. That's Jupiter what they say. Jupiter is somewhere in space yeah. and very gassy. I, I haven't seen the moon yet because it is 1128 in the morning. But uh, I'm sure it's, 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 it's going to come out. I'm sure space. it's going to be a, yeah. It's in space. So it's you know what we're going to do today? We're just going to get all our listeners on on the off of the right foot here. And this this might be a lie because of uh, editing, and we and, you, it, and <laughs> it might not be current because the, the episode might come out maybe a week or two later. But um, we're we're going to go down the list here. We're going to get everyone's uh, <laughs> astrology. Uh, we'll see what the yeah. forecast is like today. So um, for for Aries, oh Aries, for all the Aries out there. Um, <laughs> The, the moon is in your ass right now. Wow. And um, directly on the your, wow. um, your horoscope is um, uh, scan here for more food information or call one eight seven seven six six four five six two four. Wow. That looks like it came right off the top of your head. I don't think you read that at all. This guy's truly a seer. He's like a. Yeah, you know, that's. Uh, wow. I, I, I like know what that. I do. I'm an astrologist. All right. All right I'll take it from here. I, I, I've been uh, studying astrology for about about seven or eight minutes now so i'm pretty much an expert um we'll, we'll go into taurus i will say taurus you guys are uh doing especially good today i'd say you guys are all dishwasher safe today so if, if you're feeling a little dirty or grimy just jump in the dishwasher just really just get in there just feel it out um i i don't know what's going on with the moon because i guess it's currently in all of the aries's ass so don't worry about the moon today the moon is uh just take a day off for the moon but um just you use your enthusiasm and excitement and your natural wonder to really um commit petty crimes excellent um for all my gemini's out there um you know the weather's getting warmer outside and um the sun's out a lot more if you're you know we'll say we'll say you know because we live on a flat earth so you know it, it is summer all year round <laughs> this is the flat earth podcast this is the flat earth podcast. <laughs> yeah. so um if keep warm is desired before it reaches boiling press keep <laughs> Key form setting. That's good. <laughs> button button to set the desired key form. Oh my god, that is so Gemini. After it reaches a boil, it will switch to number sixteen keep warm. That is so Gemini. Oh my god, that is. You, are you a psychic? That is, is insane. I don't know, man. I've, I really, I really tried. That's my, good. my best as an astrologist. Uh, moving on to cancers. Uh, you guys are dry clean only today. So no machine wash, no shower, no hand wash, only dry cleaners. Um, I don't know if if that means anything for you going forward. If uh, if that means job opportunities are in the future, but I will say, um, just really just focus on just yourself and uh, just read horoscopes and other things on your phone while driving. So just I, I think you're gonna have good luck on the road today. So don't don't even look at the front windshield. Just keep 
just cruising. Just, just, just leave it up to the stars to see if you get to work on time. So just, yeah, you'd be, I think it'd be good. Yeah, for um, for Leos, for my Leos out there, um, you know, today, today might be a hard day. Uh, your boss might be giving you shit. Um, he might be asking you questions that are easily Googleable, and uh, he might be <laughs> right with confrontation might, on this one. He might be he might be asking you, you know, you know, stuff that that maybe maybe would be very easy. Don't let it get to you. Don't let it get. Don't to let you. it get to you. You know why? Because it's good that you have a job. Because if you're unemployed, that that might not be a good thing. I've heard Leos function very well under micromanagement. I've heard that. It could be, but you know what? Just just keep doing your job. Don't quit. Don't quit because quitting will not be good. I don't know if you'll be eligible <laughs> to receive unemployment if you quit your from job. Our, from our lead astrologist, quitting will not be good. <laughs> don't, quitters, quitters never win. Winners, <laughs> winners never quit. <laughs> and it's, it's great that I got this one because where are my Virgos at? Am I right? I, I'm a Virgo. And, um, you know, just uh, just keep doing what you're doing. Um, I feel like a lot of you are going to lie on podcasts today if you're – in that field or um, any type of recording medium that'll screw up future employment opportunities or really just uh, make you look bad professionally. So you're going to do a lot of lying. You're going to do, um, you're just kind of just talk out of your ass probably most of the day. And you know what? That's your strength. That's where you grow. That's where you thrive. So just use that to the best of your ability. Um, don't take shit from anyone. And when I say that, I mean, don't talk to anyone really. Just don't just, just, just keep to yourself and just talk in, in your friend's basement. That's, that's where, that, that's where you really grow, you know? Um, if you if you are a Libra, um, we have a really good horoscope for you. Super good. It's the best uh, one. Elecciones Peru en vivo. Último minuto de las votaciones por segunda vuelta. Wow. En vivo. Sigue hoy domingo 6 de junio. Las elecciones Peru 2021. It's, it's ONP good. ONPE informó que desde <laughs> las 7 a.m. se dieron inicio a las votaciones en todo el país. You know, it's really good because people say that, oh, all these horoscopes are just pandering to everyone. They're just trying to get the lowest common denominator to get people, oh, this could be agreeable to everyone. But it's a good thing that all Libras speak Spanish and they're all following local Peruvian elections. But yeah, definitely. So they, they I, I didn't really understand that because I'm a Virgo, obviously, but all Libras understood what Alex just said. So that that's good. They all did, 100%. So moving on to uh, Scorpios, um, I, I mean, just fucking relax, all right? You'll, you'll get your turn. Um, I guess, what is it, Scorpio was born in October 23rd to November 21. You're in the holiday season, buddy. You got Thanksgiving and Halloween on your birthday. Like, you got enough going for you, all right? You don't need your horoscope this week. You know, we're, we're, we're vetoing Scorpios, all right? Yeah, don't be silly, Scorpios. Fuck you, Scorpios. You, you guys got it all figured out. You don't need my advice. Silly, silly Scorpios. Yeah. Um, uh, we got one for... Uh how do you say uh, a Sagittarius? Sagittarius. Sagittarius. Our okay. leading astrologer is learning just what now how it? to say are Sagittarius. You, are you a Sagittarius or a Sagittarius? I think does that mean like, they can only eat fish? I think uh, yeah, maybe. Or is that pescatarian? I think they're spaghettitarian, like they Spits. only eat spaghettis or something. Like, they're, you know? they're they're Italians. Yeah, they are they're probably Italian. It's me, Sagittarius. So, um Sagittarius, um 100% whole grain oats support a healthy lifestyle with beta glucan, soluble fiber. That helps reduce total and LDL cholesterol as part of a diet low in saturated fat and cholesterol. Uh, these oats also provide lasting energy to help get you going and keep you going. And not just any oats make the gun. <laughs> quicker, quick. Oh, shit. I said the name. Uh, the oats only. <laughs> quicker yes. oats on there. <laughs> Oh, it's That's the only part you weren't supposed to read. Strict quality st- <laughs> standards. 
to help you get the best start to your day. That's a whole lot of nutrition in one bowl. Wow. wow. Yeah. That's, that's beautiful. That's your horoscope. Uh, uh, good, good. Moving on to, uh, to Capricorns. Um, I'm, this one is straight from my mind. It's not going to be copying off of any other horoscope websites, but this one uh, will say, the universe is inviting you to magnify your vision, Capricorn. It's time to see the bigger, better, more advanced side of things. Remember that life is a mirror. You know what? This is all bullshit. This is, I, I stole this from an actual horoscope website, and I don't know what the, what the fuck that means. The universe is inviting you to magnify your vision, Capricorn. Capricorn, you're a little bit full of yourself, Capricorn, all right? Maybe toe down the ego a little bit, Capricorn. I feel like too many people have been, been patting you on the back. And you know what, Capricorn? You can, you can, you can suck a dick, frankly. I think, I think you're, you're, a little, you're a little full of yourself. You're a little uh, too big for your britches, Capricorn. Maybe, maybe tighten up those britches. Pull your pants up, Capricorn. Wear a belt. You know what? Like, I don't know what, what is with a Capricorn. What, it sounds like a unicorn. It sounds like candy corn. How is, what is corn in the Capricorn? Why? I don't, I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't know any of these symbols here. Okay, now it's time. Leo just looks like a sperm cell. What is for, that? For Aquarius, uh, as you all may know, we are in the age of Aquarius right now. Are we? I think technically we are. Oh. And which, I don't know, people say is when a lot of, you know, super shady rich people want to do cool shit because they believe in horoscopes. And that's how they got so rich because they're smart. Um, so, so now I will tell you, Aquarius, uh, allow yourself to withdraw from society today. Um you don't need all that negativity in your life or to talk to people or to shower or get ready in the morning or anything. Right, right. What you should be focusing on is you got to be playing World of Warcraft and or any other MMORPGs in your underwear and uh, smoking cigarettes inside your house or apartment, even though that's probably not a good thing. In close proximity to small children. It's really, uh, really uh, good in there. There's a Venus, uh, the visionary Jupiter... In the, in the sky and uh yeah there's like planets and they look like bright stars but they're actually planets <laughs> uh that's beautiful i, I almost had a tear yeah. there um so the last one is uh pisces but honestly those guys sound kind of like losers so instead of that i'm gonna do the chinese zodiac for rooster and we're gonna talk about yeah, pisces how sounds like piss roosters piss. are deep thinkers and the rooster's personality is considered honest, bright, communicative, ambitious, capable, and warm-hearted. They just took all of them? What the fuck? They just get all of the personality traits? Strong self-respect and seldom relying on... You know what? I think the Chinese got it figured out. We're just, we should just convert this to a <laughs> Chinese zodiac. And you know what, Chinese Pisces? Zodiac. I don't know what Chinese zodiac you guys are, but maybe switch to that one because Pisces sounds so lame. So my advice to all Pisces guys is just... Be more like roosters and less like Pisces. Completely agree, guys. Uh, Pisces. Also, why aren't they all animals? Chinese got to figure it out. They have dragons. I think my brother's a dragon. Uh, I think I'm a rooster or something. There's monkeys. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I don't know what a Virgo is. It's just like Latin you're for Virgo. virgin. That's rude. Don't call a me a virgin. Maybe you, maybe you are a virgin until you get married by choice. You know, who knows? I, I'm, I'm actually saving myself for my third marriage. So my first two marriages, we're not going to fuck at all. And then wow. the third one, I really, I'm going to really, really give love, it up. love this... Uh, life of uh, asceticism that you've chose to, yeah. uh, to not <laughs> to abstain from sex I, while I, married. I'm planning on my third marriage before my first marriage happens. So my wife doesn't know that, but she'll find out. She'll find out real fast. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Um, would you ever consider getting an arranged marriage? You know, I mean, like arranged marriages are just like you're letting your parents uh, choose 
who you're gonna or your parents or maybe like I'm just worried my parents would have bad taste. Like, what are they gonna set you up with? I mean, if if the pool was just like supermodels, yeah, arrange my marriage now. Let's you do might it. End up with a girl taller than you. I don't know if a girl if there's a girl taller than me, she's probably like attacking New York City somewhere. Like she's like <laughs> she's like she, she, she's like taking smaller women and climbing up the Empire State <laughs> Building. You know what I mean? Like it's I, I'm six six ish on, on on like an average day. Sometimes a little six, taller, sometimes six, a little six, shorter. Number of the beast. If a girl is taller than me. I mean, I guess she's either in the WNBA or in, like, a Marvel movie. Like, there's no way. You know what? Let's search this right now. Who is the tallest woman in the WNBA? Oh, don't I'm do that. Curious. Don't do that. It's not going to go well for any of us. I really... I, oh, I'm sorry. Tallest... How do I get into the WNBA dating pool? In, I'm using Bing search engine, which all the cool people... <laughs> have this podcast is sponsored by Bing. Uh, for those of you who like Internet Explorer and uh, love the default search engines on oh that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Her name is Malgorzata. Ooh, Zijek, Zidek. Ooh, I don't know how to pronounce. Real Maryland bride type name. I like it. Polish. Oh, she Polish. Is Never mind. Seven foot, two inches tall. Oh God. And she played for the Connecticut Sun. Talk about center position. Talk about throwing a hot dog down the hallway. Am I right? Jesus. Oh my God. She is incredible. <laughs> I will not <laughs> say. Alex is in awe. Listen, he's Ryan, a specimen. Ryan, you can you can make whatever comments you want about this lady. I will not say anything. Because you're afraid I, she can I, beat you up. Is I, what I, I respect her. You're afraid she can beat you up. I, <laughs> Alex is sweating right now. Want, he was looking at her in reverence and like, oh, she can probably find me. She is. I'm sure she, you know, good on her. <laughs> good for you. Mother, Alex, mother is, Alex is uh, intimidated and aroused right I now. Am, I, am <laughs> very, I am nowhere near your height and I have nowhere near your level of skill. So, so I don't know what this shtick is that people think like tall people and other tall people need to like match up to make like superhuman babies. But I don't really know a lot of tall girls. I mean, I'm not in a race to like find one individually. I don't have anything against them. I just don't know. What, I mean, I know girls like taller men, but the bar for that is pretty low because girls are shorter than men for the most part. But um, guys like most guys are on average taller than most girls. So I'm not like, oh, I need a super tall chick. Like, I mean. I guess models are a little bit taller. Models are around never, like the six foot range. I guess I've never honestly like I don't know. I guess like I'm not six six, you know. But I mean, no? I've never. I'm definitely not apparently. But I mean, like I've never had this thing about like That's such a tourist thing to save you. It's such. <laughs> I've never had this thing about you know being. I need a girl shorter than me. Like height was never an issue, right? For me, I mean, like if she's. I mean, I've al- I've always dated girls shorter than me. But would I be? Is height like a, a deal breaker for me? No. If she's taller than me, fine. It's not a problem. That's 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 the ideal woman right there. She's seven feet tall. She's got double D boobs. She's got big feet, so she doesn't need like skis to go skiing. That's the ideal woman. She got she she got she got webbed hands to swim faster. She's that's 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 my kind of broad right there. This is is the ideal broad. All right. Oh God. Her eyes are too close to her head. You know, just to watch out for predators and stuff. Like they're really (laughs) they're really close together. She got. She got no, great. she would be on the side of her head for watching out for predators. Oh, she, 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 she's like a catfish, pretty much. She's got like a, not like a liar, but like an actual catfish. She got whiskers. She's a, she is a very large That's catfish. the ideal chick right there. Wow. Talk about catfishing. The ideal broad, let me tell you, she's, uh, she, she's, she got bleach blonde hair and uh, cu- coming directly out of her chin. You know, real, uh, real ladies lady. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you. What, what's, what's your, what's your uh, I, I don't want to denigrate women to just stats, but. Is there one? Is there one feature that you look for in a gal, whether it's physical or otherwise? Uh, I don't look for positive features. I look for, I guess, negative attributes. In the, like, he just wants a big juicy not, ass. No, nah, like he just wants a. Is she? She's not racist. She's not annoying. So I remember that I had this conversation 
with a friend of mine when I was in college, right? And we had a very attractive uh, professor. And everyone loved her because she was so smart and pretty and, like, super cool and charming and, like, charismatic. And, you know, she was really beautiful also, you know? And everyone loved this teacher. Like, she was a great teacher. And, like, honestly, like, you know, she was really good looking too, you know? And everyone loved her. And then I would talk to my friend at the time. And he was, like, so he was 28. And I was 22. No, no. Was I 22? 21 or 22 at the time. You're splitting hairs here. <laughs> so I was like, you know, in my early 20s, he was in his late 20s. And I was like, oh, wow, she's so pretty. And then, like, we were talking about her. And I said, you know, I, I think she's really beautiful. I love her eyes. I love how she talks. I love, like, she's got this really cool British accent. And then my friend says, oh, you know, you see, when you get to be my age, it's not about, you know, like, hey, she's, she's, not, she's not annoying. She's not bad looking. She's not, you know, she doesn't have a bad voice. So there's, like, negative attributes. It's like, so for me, it's like, it's less what I'm looking for more like I know what I don't want and you don't have that so that's good oh so it's just you're just counting people out first and then just shortening like the pool of uh candidates I like that I like that so I mean I don't know if I have a very specific taste or anything I would say um I I think my ideal girl is somebody who probably just likes me but doesn't like me that much so like she'll she'll I want someone who we have a good time together, but she gets tired of me pretty quickly, so she goes off on her own so I can retreat back to my cave and do stupid podcasting things and not have to worry about it. You know, like, I've had girls who are, like, super, like, clingy and want to hang out 24-7 and they want to do all this stuff. That's nice and all, but I don't need to be like that much. I don't, I'm like a cat. I don't need constant love. I need a, all right, hey, glad you're here. Have a drink. Anyways, I'm going to go back to what I'm doing. You know what I mean? I want, like, a... It sounds like you want a cat. <laughs> So what I do in my private life with my cats, none of your business. No, I mean, uh, that's good. That's good. I would say, for the most part, yeah, just, 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 just treat each other well. Oh, speaking of uh, hot teachers, um, when I was in school, I went to, uh, I went to Rutgers, which, had, which at the time had a very like, successful program. Like my, 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 fresh, my freshman year, they were like, really good. They were, I think they were like 8-0 to start the season, and great football team. So I took uh, like this intro like random intro courses and all like the freshman level, like intro courses, like level, like 100 level courses. A lot of them are frequented by like student athletes who are like looking to get like easy A's and stuff. So like they'll pick, they'll pick like an easy major and then the rest of their uh, classes that aren't with their major are just like regular, like general ed, like 300 people classes or like super easy, like level 100 classes. So I, I forgot which classes was in particular. I think it was like, it was one of those like intro to blah, blah, blah classes. And at the time, I'm coming out of high school, and you hear, like, on the news, there's all these, like, scandals with high school, like, teachers, like, getting with students and stuff like that, and it's a big deal. But um, I remember this class specifically because the teacher made a point to say, like, oh, you guys make jokes about, like, teachers getting with students, but in college, that's kind of, like, allowed because all the students, well, I mean, the majority of them, at least, are, like, adults, like, 18 or older. So it's not a problem if, like, teachers get with students. And it was really weird because not only was she, like, attractive, but that was the class where there was like half of like the Rutgers like football team on there <laughs> and no other class. It was ever brought up again. Like no other professor talked about like teachers getting with students, but just that one, she was just like, yeah, I mean, it's not a bad thing. And she was not a bad looker. And I wouldn't say her class was an easy a, but nobody failed. We'll say that, you know, so it I just mean, begs the question. Maybe she was why, entertaining it. Maybe she, she was just like, to, why did she have to bring that up? Maybe she, maybe it was a power play. Like I know you guys think I'm attractive. I'm going to, I'm going to bring it up. Well, I, I forgot what, what, what led up to it because we were talking about, um, sometimes I, I think someone brought up like a scandal that happened in their high school or something where we're like, Oh, this teacher got convicted of doing that, that, that. And she just made this little side comment. She's like, Oh, well it's good that you guys are all in college now because that's not like illegal or anything. I mean, 
our, our, our policy says we probably shouldn't gravitate towards necessarily, but it's not against any rules. And I was like, whoa. And all the football players were like, yeah, 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 all right, all right, yeah. Well, yeah like, high-fiving like, each other, like, yeah, like yes. I mean, like, so it's, it's a... I don't know her relationship status. I don't know what she was doing, whether in public or on the side or what, but boy. I don't... So, look, I don't Keep the kids this, in school, you know? I don't view this as setting... Keep signal. asses in I seats. Think, like, Bring them back. I think it's like, you know, stating the rules, honestly. I don't think it's like a signal or anything. It's like, oh, yeah, well, that's illegal in high school. This is something which you can't do in high school, which could happen in college. It's just frowned upon. Right. But... It's not illegal. Well, it's not, I guess, necessarily because I guess people it. conflate like the morals with it with like the legality of it. I mean, yeah, obviously, like teachers probably shouldn't be like banging their students probably because of like conflict of interest and you don't want that to get in line with that, whatever. But primarily, the big barrier was the age because it's like a like a sex offense <laughs> to like get with a minor. So that was a what was a, a huge egregious problem up until college. Now that everyone's adults, they're like, well, I just happen to be a student. You just happen to be a st- teacher. We just happen to be naked. What's up? With All right, that? but that's here's weird. The thing. I can see a conflict of interest, you know, case being made if it's a, a scaled class, you know? If, or if well, yeah, yeah, if you're, like, if, in if an engineering class. Scaled, <laughs> and it's like you get with your teacher, and you're like, you know, you're supposed to be at the bottom rung, but they're like, hey, you actually got the highest average, you know? Right, and right. They probably shouldn't be doing this deserving. in medical school. You're right about that. But yeah. I'm talking about intro-level, like, bullshit classes. Like, Rutgers had so many, like, stupid classes. I remember my last year, uh, I, I had a double major, and I finished both majors before, like, the last semester, so I'm like, what the fuck do I take? I, I mean, I, I have a bunch of like random interests, but it's hard to get into like every class you want to get into. I took. So wait, you finished both majors and you didn't have enough credits to graduate? No. Yeah. So I, I had to take like a bunch of like uh, elective classes. That's weird. To finish out the degree. So basically what happened was uh, the way my college experience was I started uh, my majors early. So I, I, I and a lot of them like worked alongside like the other majors. So I, I was able to like double dip a little bit. So I, I had like. Like four or five classes, or maybe, maybe even six, or like a whole semester's worth of classes where they didn't have to be anything. All I just needed was credits. So I took like I took like dance appreciation. I took like art history online. Did they make you dance and dance appreciation? No, you just appreciate it. You just sit there and watch people fucking dance. Wait, tell me a class. Like, what do you do in a class? A regular class? So um, each week, they still, they'll you go to like the artsy fartsy whatever side of campus where the classroom is more of like a big kind of like studio with uh bleachers in the back and yeah. all the students would sit in the bleachers in the back and every week they'd have like some like uh fancy like either it'd be like a ballet performance or some type of like ethnic whatever like this is like the native dances of uh ecuador this is the native whatever of this guy or this is uh the roots of hip-hop coming out like this it's every week there'd be like specific dance coming out and they'd give you like tickets to shows for stuff that they wanted you to see and all you had to do was appreciate dancing and by golly did i appreciate it because I was intoxicated for about half that class, and it was it was great. Nice. So I had that. I had. I think I had uh, theater appreciation, which is the same thing, except they make you go so see plays, theater. right? And that Did one you have to pay to like. Go no, to no, no. Plays? So they give you tickets for a bunch of shows, and it's really easy unless you're like me and you don't go to most of the shows. Like I went to like maybe two or three plays. I'm like, ah, I'll figure what out. What kind of plays? Is this like a soapac? So some of them are like school productions. Some of them are like local theater things. Some of them, like, I think people actually like went to some like Broadway plays and stuff. Okay, yeah. If I'm getting free Broadway tickets, then why not, right? Right. Well, I was a senior in college and I was lazy. So I just made it to whatever I could possibly make it to. And then the rest of it, all right, I'll oh, just. My God. But think about this from the economic perspective. A Broadway play is a good date idea. You're getting half of the cost of a Broadway date <laughs> given to you for free. You just have to get the ticket for your date. Alex, you're it. smarter than I am. I, we, we established this. I did not think that far. I was like, all right, sweet. I sit through a play, 
and then I, I fill out a little sheet that says I went, and I, I take a little test at the end, and I did it. And, I mean, that's basically what happened. So I, I was, like, working through most of that semester. I, I worked at, like, a like, – like a, like a, like a, I was a fry cook at a chicken like – a, like a fried chicken place. Yeah. And I, I worked exclusively for the drum crowd. I worked the 7 p.m. to 4.30 a.m. shift, which is where everyone who walks into the place is – fall down drunk and you, all you do is you just make them a bunch of chicken and then they give you money and over tip you and high five you and it's a pretty good gig because I, I, no, nobody's mad around fried chicken like there's there's a story you always tell me about this about like your state of mind when you were cooking the chicken oh i was how, like you were just like in, like robot mode i was fucking zen bro i was i mean it, it's like like there, there, i mean there's a lot of people who are like struggling with like uh like minimum wage work and like like retail work and service industry stuff and all that I, I had this job where basically, like, I, I didn't really even deal with customers that much. I, I, I basically just did all the prep work for chicken before it got, like, fried and all that stuff. So that means I, I like, breaded it. I did all, like, the seasonings. I, I messed with sauces and stuff like that. I, I, I exchanged stuff from, like, the freezers and all that. I got we, – we, we'd had, like, full rack of ribs that we cooked. I got those already. And I would put in, like, headphones and, like, listen to, like, a podcast or something like that. And I would, like, shut my brain off for, like, six hours at a time, which is something I wish I could do now. And – it was uh, it was kind of beautiful because the time like flew by and I just wasn't thinking about anything. I was just doing like the same I don't know like ten or twenty motions just back to back over and over and over and over again, just like the process of like making the food, and it was beautiful. I f- it was it was like it was like sleeping without sleeping. Yeah, it, it was like just this, uh, uh, like a, a cathartic kind of like autopilot mode. It felt great. Whenever I do a mundane, a mundane repetitive task, I remember that story that you told me. I'm just like, wow, this is like Zen mode. Like, oh just yeah, concentrate on the action. I was making like nine dollars and fifty cents an hour, like nothing crazy. It's probably enough to pay for like books or something that like the semester. Yeah. Just just enough to like get me by. And it was just it was so it was like oddly peaceful. Like some people were like would get like stressed out or like argue with customers, do whatever. I would just shut the fuck off and like relax and just go through the motions and I'd get a lot of work done. I was like very good, like efficient worker and it was, uh, it was nice. I'd go home and by the time I went home, I didn't have like, it was like the weekend or something like that. I didn't have class or anything. So I would just go to sleep and <laughs> I'd wake up and I would feel, I feel nice. Like yeah. I, I, I've had days where like I'd come home from work and I'm like, I'm fucking beat and I go to bed and I wake up and I'm still tired or my clock is still off and I still feel like, Maybe I need more sleep or I just didn't get a good quality sleep. Every time I went to bed after working at the chicken place, I'd wake up like, ah, this is how it's supposed to feel when you fall asleep. This is nice. Yeah. And I don't know. So I guess there's some specific jobs where, I mean, it's not quite like robotic, but it's like kind of like it's like like weird flow state, if you even want to call it that. It's like you're you're very, you're just just water, man. You're fluid. You're just, uh, you feel good. Speaking about sleep, I've heard something recently that um, apparently if you're outside during the day, like, and you're exposed to a lot of sunlight, mm-hmm. and then at nighttime, you try to sleep in a dark room, that really helps your sleep because oh, yeah. of the contrast between yeah. the light and the dark. So you're basically training your, your body to get used to, like, you know, be awake in the light, go to sleep in the dark. Well, that's why everyone who says, like, if you want to improve your sleep, you got to, like, turn your phone off and turn all the screens off because all, like, the artificial light coming from, like, uh, uh, phone screens and, like, TV screens and computer screens and all that stuff, it's, like, fucking with your body's, like, uh, I don't know, chemistry or whatever, and you, you, you're... you're Forcing yourself to like stay awake when you don't have to, and it it it, it really just I don't know if it like confuses your brain or something like yeah. that. But um, I, I I I tried it a little bit, just like turning turning off phones and screen and all that stuff like before bed, like kind of like winding down, and I, I feel a lot better going to sleep. Like I, I fall asleep easier for sure, and um, it's it, it's nice, and that's why like every time I go to sleep, like no matter what time it is, I got like blackout curtains. I I I, I sleep like a fucking vampire. Like I'm I'm in the dark, dark. So I recently got a, a Fitbit. 
Uh, I used to have a Fitbit before and I never fucking like used it, right? Mm-hmm. But now like I'm trying to. So basically, um, remember, I think since we <laughs> since we started the podcast, I've gained around 18 pounds. Uh, half of that is muscle, but yeah. half of that's like fat. Yeah. So I'm just like, you know, I want to get you know cut again. I mean, I'm still like a decent body fat percentage, but like I want to get like more cut. So I got a Fitbit and this tracks your sleep and uh, I guess the calories you burn and oh, yeah. uh, all that stuff. So I guess it's a good tool to measure uh, if you're trying to get into like a caloric deficit, you know, what, how many calories you burn in a day on average right, and right. stuff like that. Yeah, I got the Apple Watch kind of like for the same reason. So it, it measures like how far, how many steps you walked every day and like calories and like how many hours you sleep. The sleeping thing really ruins it for me because I, I, I'm like pretty bad about getting the like the full eight hours or whatever like a lot of days i'll get like four or five or six maybe and i'm just looking at it like mad at myself like oh, i should have went to bed earlier so i'm like thinking about it throughout the day so i think eventually i should like maybe train myself to like go to bed early or know what times i should be should, should be sleeping but for me i'm just like a, a battery that doesn't turn off until like i'm just dying like, yeah. I'm like oh okay we should we should we should lie down now ryan it's like okay all right i'll do it yeah. but i mean the, the, i think the best part about these like fitness tracking watches and all that stuff is not so much like the stats and the data and all that stuff. It's mostly just like make you think about it, like keep it like a conscious thing in your mind. Like, all right, I should probably get this amount of sleep a day. I should probably stand up for the first time today. I should probably like walk around a little bit if I've been like on a computer all day or at a desk all day or whatever. So I think it's good just to like, just even if it's just like an annoying reminder, just to be like, all right, I should probably think about doing some type of physical activity today, you know? So like yesterday, uh, it says that, you know, I put the watch on for like a little bit and I don't know if it's just like calculating the calories like, general like what i would have done because mm-hmm. my weight was like i had my old weight on it but like i did a five mile run and it says i burnt like 2900 calories it's pretty good i'm just like holy shit yeah. like what's what's my caloric deficit supposed to be then you know because i'm, I'm pretty sure i'm not eating that much in a day um yeah i think it, it, it's, it's really just dependent on your diet i guess for that day or whatever it is i just started doing uh this thing i used to do a couple years ago i'm doing intermittent fasting again so my my window for eating is basically like four hours. So late, I mean, the last couple of days I've been doing like 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. And for, I, I just started it this week. And when I, when I used to do it, um, it took like maybe two or three weeks to really not be like starving all day and just like waiting for like the food for like at the end of the day. So yesterday I didn't eat at all until um, I went to a like, uh, like, 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 like Portuguese restaurant with uh, my family. And I had this big like prime rib steak the egg like, on like top. an egg on top. Oh, oh yeah, my god, that's dude! The best, right? It, it it was the first meal of the day, like like fried egg with like a like a medium rare, huge like prime rib, and just like 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 rice and salad and like uh like Those bread chips, on the side and yeah. all that stuff and chips and everything. Um, I it's I mean, I I, I was more hungry obviously because I hadn't eaten all day, but it felt like the best meal I eaten in months. Like it was, I, I, it was probably like the timing or whatever. But like, oh my god, this is perfect. So, gigantic steak, egg, all that, and then. I had like some like pasta and something like that later when I got home, and I, I felt good. Like all night, I woke up today. I, f- I haven't eaten all day. I feel good now, and I'm probably not going to eat until I go back to Delaware and figure it out there. And I mean, so far so good. I feel like a little bit lighter. Obviously, I mean, I, probably the calories I've been eating for maybe a little bit less just because like the time constraints. But so far so good, man. Uh, my workouts have been going great. My my my, my I feel like my cardio is way up because I, I right now I only run. Or walk or do whatever on like an empty stomach. Yeah, and I, I fucking feel light. It feels better feel to run good. on an empty stomach, honestly. Well, I, not not only that, it just feels so bad to run on a full stomach. Oh, I'm yeah, like, oh terrible. my god, I'm like fucking carrying my whole like it, it, it's it's awful. It's it's you feel super heavy. It's crazy. Um, hold on a second. How you doing? 
Yeah, and also um, my weight training. I've been feeling like a lot better uh, doing like weight training on like a full stomach. Like if you have like a nice some some like some like grilled chicken or like a steak or something like that, and then you go and you lift weights and you feel like, oh, this is I'm building my body right now. I'm 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 sculpting the uh, the ultimate warrior. And I'll be just doing like bullshit like curls or something like that. But I'm still like, yeah, like this is this is nice. Yeah, he feels better when you yeah. Do. Speaking of health, free uh, protein. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. Uh, speaking of health, we got um. This is a very sober podcast. Let's tell everybody what we're drinking. Yeah, we're losers now. We don't drink anymore. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm just not drinking right now, but we're drinking uh, sparkling water. It's called Aha. <laughs> it's called Aha. There, there's uh, caffeinated ones and there's non-caffeinated ones. There's zero calories and zero sugar, so I, I don't think I'm breaking my fast when I drink them. If I am, then I'm okay with that. I mean, it's, it's fucking water. I'll be all right. Um, they're they're delicious, first of all. Yeah. And I feel I feel nice. I feel hydrated. I feel uh, I don't have like the fucking the sweats that I usually get when I'm drinking alcohol. I mean, this is nice. Yeah, we just had like I had like two of these like thirty milligram caffeine ones, and uh, I've switched to uh, this like protein added soy milk right now. Ooh, it's not bad. Uh, I haven't taken my whey protein yet today, but I also I mean light today was like boiled eggs, so I'm still pretty hungry. So. Are you more of a boiled eggs guy, or are you more of like a? How, how do you like your? How's, how's the best way you like your eggs? To be honest, I like uh, steak and eggs. Like, yeah, I like eggs as a side for, for steak. I, yeah, fried fried eggs are the best. The best eggs. I don't know if they lose some of their protein or some of their the good stuff in there, but it, it, it just tastes the best. What's the What's the eggs you get? Eggs Benedict. Those are delicious. Yeah, I'll do I'll do a lot of scrambled eggs if I'm mixing them up into like a big type of. Like omelet type dish, yeah. like I'm cutting up like peppers and onions and stuff, or like little like bacon bits are good. This is the egg podcast. We talk about astrology and eggs, and so that's the how other we day how I we was cooking. Um, had the idea. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna make an omelet. I'm gonna make uh, ground meat. So basically, put a bunch of ground beef on like a, a plate, right? And I didn't take out any of the grease, which is greasy as fuck. And so I was like cooking the ground beef in, uh, in like the skillet. Then I like put. I decided to add like the eggs to to the mix. Mm-hmm. So it's basically like a ground beef omelet. And Dude, it's that's like great. brown and everything. And honestly, I ate it and it tasted good. But after eating that, I felt like I ate a brick. Like, well, it's super heavy. Yeah, it's yeah. it's like re- really dense. You, you know what I've been doing? I've been substituting ground beef for ground turkey. Ooh, okay. And I, I made uh, last week. I made ground turkey tacos with uh, like like just uh, fried uh, like like peppers and onions and a little bit of cheese, a little bit of. Uh, like, like 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 diced up like bacon and stuff like that, and oh my god, I felt fantastic. They're they're, they're so good. Oh, you know what we meant to do this week that we, we that we still haven't done yet. Um, for probably the first time, we, we we've done a lot of movie pitches, but we're gonna do a little movie review movie review for you guys. Um, Alex turned me on to this movie that came out in 1993 that we keep talking about because one, it's like I think it's a fantastic movie. Two, it's I mean it may, it may be a little politically relevant now, but three, it's kind of hilarious because. All, all these, like, uh, really political themes and uh, the, the, the whole background of the movie is, is really just done in, like, such a, like, a funny way, I think. Because it, it's super goofy and super over the top, but um, I, like, I'm a big fan. Alex, do you want to, like, introduce the movie a little bit? Give us a little synopsis real fast so we can talk uh, about it? Basically, it's like, a, I don't know how to describe well, it. Well, what, Michael what's it Douglas. First of all, it's called Falling Down. Falling Down, 1993, Michael Douglas and Robert Duvall. Michael Douglas is, like, this uh, your stereotypical... Uh, you know, like Dilbert, the, <laughs> he's just, yeah, he's like a guy from office space pretty much. <laughs> Basically like he's dressed he's like, like that. It's like the 1990s, uh, stereotype of a white guy who works he, in an office. Yeah. By, by now standard, he'd be dressed like a Mormon. He's got like the, like yeah. the short sleeve, uh, white, uh, dress shirt with like a tie going down. Yeah. That takes place in LA pocket protector glasses, all yeah. that 
takes place during like the so this is basically during the, the the Rodney King riots and everything. And uh, <laughs> but I mean early nineties LA. That's, that's you know, not happening time. in the movie, but that's when it came out. So, you know, the best time for American uh, race relations and politics and policing all that stuff. The best time, <laughs> early nineties LA. You know. Well, anyway, this guy is like the good guys. The movie starts off. He's like. Uh, in his car in traffic. Uh, I mean, traffic is terrible in L.A. for everybody who knows. And uh, Forever. For, for all of the, the history bad. of L.A. <laughs> Since we had L.A., it's bad. So this dude is in traffic, and it's hot as fuck. And, like, I don't know if his air conditioning is working or not. And, like, he hates everything. And he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm, gonna, I'm going home. And he gets out of his car, and he, you know, runs to the bushes and just leaves. And, like, the cops have to move his car to the side and everything. And then he gets into, like, a bunch of different confrontations with people in L.A. throughout the movie. Yeah, it's like a series of, like, continually escalating like altercations like he starts off uh he's trying to get uh change to use the payphone to call his estranged ex-wife who's it's probably illegal to even call her because she's got like a restraining order against him whatever um he goes into a corner store and there's like it's it's like korean like a market shopkeeper he's like oh i'm not giving you change you got to buy something so then he starts arguing with the the shopkeeper over like prices of soda and stuff then he turns it into this whole spiel about What's wrong with America and immigrants coming in, this and that. He, he immediately like, just gets like, super frustrated, just like, starts taking out his day on this guy until eventually they're like, actually fighting in the store, and it turns into like, a pseudo-robbery thing. So that's how it starts. And then it slowly like, escalates into more and more like, egregious stuff. Like, he runs into these like, uh, Hispanic like, gang members out in this lot, and they're just like, they're, they're, like, walking by, like, bullying him, just doing whatever, and he immediately starts like, up in the ante and... He, 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 like, relates to them on, like, a, like a, like a, like a human level, and then immediately just like, ah, you know what, fuck you guys, and he just starts beating them with a bat that he stole from the Korean guy, um, and it, it gets, like, crazier and crazier from there. I would kind of equate it to, like, the 90s version of, like, uh, the Joker movie that just came out, because he's, like, on, on a surface level, he's, like, a sympathetic guy, but he gets, like, further and further away from, like, a relatable person as the movie goes on. I mean, like, so, so there's, there's a relatable aspect to him, you know what I mean? Like, he's... That the relatable the relatability is that this is a man at war with minor inconveniences. Yeah, he's he's the everyman who's having problems. <laughs> he has which is like regular shit. You know, like he has minor inconveniences throughout like his whole throughout the whole show. I mean, the whole movie, and he's at war with them. I think my favorite scene in the movie is uh, he walks into uh, a burger place, right? And he oh, wants yeah. to get he wants to get a, a burger. Mm-hmm. No, not a burger. He wants to get breakfast. And they said, "Oh, well, we stopped serving breakfast uh, eight minutes ago." And he's pissed off. He's like, well, listen, I just came here. I just want breakfast. And, you know, I've had a hard day. <laughs> Give me breakfast. I'm the customer, you know. So, I don't know. It just it escalates into him pulling a gun on them and demanding breakfast. <laughs> he which he, which he doesn't breakfast. even want. He, he decides to get lunch afterwards. And then he gets mad that the burger in the advertisement doesn't look like the burger that they gave him. Yeah. And, which, is a, <laughs> which, is, which is fantastic. And, I, 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 like I said, I, I, think, I think the movie's great just because it, 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 he's like a... You ever see like 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 Breaking Bad? How like Walter White's like a, like a beaten down man. He's got like a disease. He's trying to like work through some problems. He goes into like a little bit of a criminal side, and like towards the end of the show, he's just like completely like a villain. And he like goes. It's it's, it's like a like a one eighty turn where he like goes way too far because like like all, all those those really good uh, characters start off as like super relatable. I'm like, oh, these are problems I have. I want to get breakfast here. Or there's another scene where. Um, He's trying to get through traffic, but it's stopped by this, like, construction site. And you can see, like, most of the construction guys are just, like, screwing around. Like, like, like I don't know if they're on a lunch break, like, just doing whatever. And he's like, well, you guys are just, like, taking money from the city or just, like, uh, like just, just playing into their budget and all that. You guys, I don't even know if there's anything wrong with the street. And the guy's like, all right, well, there's nothing you can do about it. And he pulls out a bazooka. That's his solution to it. And I think, like I said, it's super funny, super over the top. Um, 
the just the way that he deals with problems gets gets like 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 I said, he he continually like ups the ante until he's just like the absolute villain. And then the counterpart to this is the uh, the Robert Duvall character, where he's like, I, I don't know if this is where the trope started, where they're like, this is my last day on the force, I'm about to retire right now. So. If you're a cop in any movie in the 80s or 90s and you're about to retire, you're probably either going to die or get into something like terribly crazy. I don't yeah. know if this movie started it or if it was maybe some type of like lethal I, weapon I think, thing. I think it's like I think it's like a I think the whole cop thing was like satirical. Like it's like yeah. So of, like, he so so uh, uh, what's what's the name? Uh, Michael Douglas goes on this like rampage like throughout the day, and meanwhile. The, 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 this detective guy who like works like in the robbery unit he's supposed to be retiring today they got like a whole party planned for him his wife is trying to like move them to another state and he like he gives up his gun like five minutes into the movie which was like oh he's, he's probably gonna have to shoot somebody now that he gave up his gun or he's gonna be unarmed in some like crazy circumstances so he starts putting together the pieces where all these like incidents where this guy's getting into they're all like related to the same person where oh this like weird white guy dressed like an office worker he's he hit a guy with a bat, and then he shot a guy, and then he starts doing all this stuff. So he's, like, putting together all the pieces like Rain Man. Like, like oh, man, I, I, I got it all figured out. And then his, everyone he works with is just, like, not doing their jobs at all. They're like, oh, we're going to plan your party. We got you a cake. We got you a stripper. Oh, we, we, we want to take you out to lunch. And he's like, no, guys, this is just happening. He's like, yeah, you're not going to decide to, like, do your job now on the last day. Like, today's the day you, like, yeah. pump the brakes a little bit, coast, let somebody else do it. And... Like I said, I, I, I think it's brilliant. I think the way they did it was fantastic. Uh, I, I, I looked up the movie a little bit just to kind of get, like, a background for it. Um, it did, like, pretty well. Um, it was, like, it was controversial in 1993, just given the times, because, like I said, it came out in the wake, like, right after the Roddy King riots. They were actually filming during the riots, and they had to stop because of them. Oh, wow. And, like, pick up again later. And um, Yeah, when you told me that, I didn't know when I was watching the movie. Right. Like, wow. So, um the, the, the movie has a bunch of uh, conflicts. Like, the, there's like a weird like Nazi guy in it, and then there's like a, like a, there's like ethnic gang members. And there's other like he, he interacts with like the, the Korean uh, like 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 shopkeeper. So he he's he's constantly addressing race. He's he's like the first like quote unquote like oh this is like so, no the straight white male with all these problems and worst possible time to come out with that movie. So super controversial right away. And this is like when people are like all right well we gotta. There's there's issues with police. There's issues like the whole like Rodney King thing was going on. Like this is terrible, terrible timing. And I think they fucking ran with it. I think they did great. You know, one of the things, um, two 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 things are, are in my mind now when I'm thinking about this. Um, basically, a lot of the problems that he faces. Like I don't know if you grew. up. I mean, like to the listeners, right? If you if you grew up in the 1990s or when say we're my up, 90s kids, say you grew up in the 90s, we're the 90s and, babies. And you went to school or you went to like grade school in like the early 2000s, right? So, I, yeah, I mean, I went to grade school in the early 2000s, right? And these are problems that my teachers would complain about, about the, <laughs> pri- the price of soda or how hamburgers didn't look like the picture. And Oh, uh, yeah. Like, these are very <laughs> timely perfect. problems. He, 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 like, he, he almost, like, beats this guy to death because he's trying to charge him 85 cents for a soda instead of 50 cents, which yeah. is, like, in any other place in the world, like, all right, who cares? So, like, either pay my price or get out. But he just wanted to get, like, changed for the phone or whatever it is. Yeah. And, like, listen... Sometimes people just don't work with you. So, like, the movie ends. I mean, I'm not really giving anything away. But the movie ends with, like, the detective trying to, like, confront him. And the guy's like, oh, I've been lied to this whole time. And the, and the detective's like, yeah, get over it. Everyone gets lied to. You live in L.A. in the 90s. Like, it's shitty here. It's not, it's not cool to be here. Like, times are tough. Get, get over yourself. And, like, the guy's, like, he's, like, constantly, like, dissociating with, like, reality. Like, he doesn't even realize, like, 
like he's like the villain in the movie until like the very end where he's like, oh yeah, I'm kind of coming to terms with it. I'm like, I'm like hurting people like <laughs> really badly, killing people. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like a bad dude. And he, he's, he's like constantly like, he, he's like trying to like fight like for the everyman in like the worst possible way. I think it's great. I think, uh, I, I, I think like I said, the movie knocks it out of the park. Highly recommend it. Um, you know, I, I do want to say that another thing that was also really like, uh, I don't know, redeem, I don't want to say redeeming, you know, like it makes him very relatable is that like the dude really wants to see his daughter. He's basically like, mm. he's not allowed to see his kids. He's not allowed to see his daughter. The wife, the ex-wife is uh, not letting him see the daughter. I mean, she's, she's worried because she thinks he's crazy. And I mean, with good reason, because he is crazy. But you do kind of like feel like, yeah, you know, he, he's a father. At the end of the day, he wants to see his daughter. He wants to do whatever he can to, to get to her. It's her birthday. You can see like the videos of him like, you know, playing with his daughter. Right. Like he plays right. that thing. So I guess that is, you know, it's kind of kind of like a, a sweet part of the movie. But at the same time, it's like the second thing I wanted to say earlier, which you just touched upon that, was uh, the ending, right? So basically the cop pulls out a gun and he says, yeah, you're going to war against all of this. You know, like you're, you're fighting all of these things that piss you off. But, you know, and, you know, people lie to you. But you know what? Yeah, that's that's life. People lie to you. <laughs> he goes, people lie to everybody. And then, and then he shoots him and he fucking dies, right? And then the movie, it's just the, the he goes, goes to the girl and the, the fucking cop goes to the little girl and the mom. And he, he's like, listen, let her be happy for today. It's her birthday. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot <laughs> to say, the entire movie takes place where it's his daughter's birthday. And he was in, he was in traffic all day trying to go get to his daughter's birthday. Where, mind you, he's not even allowed to go there because his wife has a restraining order against him. So he keeps, like, taking breaks in between his, like, shooting spree to, like, get on a payphone and, like, call her and be like, I'm coming to your house. I'm coming to see my daughter. And she's, like, terrified. She keeps calling the cops. The cops are like, ah, he's fine. Nothing's going to happen. And <laughs> he does come to the house. And he's, he's, he's like, he's, like he, he, like, takes another little girl hostage. He does all this stuff. And super, super funny. So, like, they're, they're like... It was a whole. It's, it's like the movie about like picking your battles, and he just p- chooses the wrong option every single time. Super, like I said, I mean, I mean, like, uh, like, so we look at it from a literal standpoint, right? Well, it, it is elite, highly illegal, wrong, terroristic, you know, <laughs> from the literal standpoint. But from right, like right. a symbolic standpoint, it's like he's supposed to be a character. He's made to be a character that's very relatable. Right, right. The movie it, does a great yeah. job of like making you feel for him from the start and like all his motivations he's are pissed like, off about yeah prices, it, it, it's it's logical to be r- mad hamburgers. about the things that he's mad about like like i said the fast food worker uh, the shopkeeper um just the gang people that are like bullying guys for no reason he, he he's he's mad for all the right reasons until like i said he, he he gets to a point where he says to himself like oh i'm past the point of no return it's easier for me to like follow this through than to backtrack and like yeah. like come to terms with what i've already done and I could, like I said, it, it's, it, it does a really great job of it, – it puts, like, the viewer in a weird spot because they want to sympathize with him until they no longer can. And I think uh, it, it, it's, it's great. It's absolutely great. Hold on a second. Let me, when, did, when did the Columbine shooting take place? Uh, I think that was, like, 95 or 98 or something like that. Uh, hold on. Let me see. When did uh, the Columbine High School Massacre took place in uh, 99? So, so, so this movie was probably, like – I don't know. There, 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 there's a lot of. I equate this. You remember when the uh, when the when the, like the Joker came out and everyone was like, "Yeah, the Joker is just like me, man. Yeah, like he, he people people like really want to like like stupid like edgy kids want to like relate to like like the bad guy in the movies or like anytime like a like a Marvel movie comes out, we're like the bad guy. He actually has good reasons for doing stuff. And yeah, I mean at, at a base level, sure. I mean some people have good motivations and they do bad things. But well, this 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 whole movie is say, like that on steroids. I would say Joker is way more relatable character 
Well, and, even even then, this is like all that stuff like on steroids because like all, all of his problems are like the every man's problems. He's doing all this stuff just to like like kind of like lash out against like being beaten down over and over and over again. But like I said, his his reactions are it's it's like a comical level. He amplifies stuff too. Like there's no reason he should have a bazooka. Well, he I mean, just the, gets the a bazooka thing, the, the in the movie, middle of the movie. The movie, great. Is, the movie is surreal and funny. You know, it's great. It's, it's not. It's great. not. It's not like a serious movie. I think that's like you know. I think there, there's a lot of comedy in the movie. Well, I think I think that's a strength because it, like I said. Because it deals with all this stuff by going so over the top, you can really like appreciate it more. Where he's like, okay, like because because he he's 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 like living out like like people's fantasies. Like I, I I've I've had times where like I'll be stuck in traffic. I'm like what if I just got out of the car? What happens here if I just leave? Yeah. Or what happens if oh this there's a construction site? Like what if I just blew the whole thing up and just drove through it? Like that like it, it's nuts. But it's it's something in the back of your head, like the little voice talking, like all right, we gotta like get out of this. We gotta do whatever. And he's like, yeah, I'm just gonna do that now. Today's the day. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. It's like a mix of a, a cop thriller uh, parody and uh, some sort of hot take on, like, society at the time, mm-hmm. but also, a par- like, a parody of that as well. One thing that uh, actually happened recently in recent history was um, there was an Egyptian man uh, who hijacked a plane recently. Mm-hmm. And I think he had, like, fake bombs or whatever. You know, he's just faking it, right? So he goes and he says, you know, he's, he's hijacking the plane. And he says, all right, we're going to Cyprus. And they're going to Cyprus, right? And basically, the plane lands in Cyprus, and, you know, the guy gets arrested. But they find out after the fact that all the crew members and uh, passengers were taking selfies with him, posting on social media. <laughs> so, like, he wasn't serious about hurting anybody. He just, like, he was just the guy says, I'm hijacking the plane with these fake bombs. And then everybody's, like, chilling with him, being nice, you know. And the whole reason he did it was because he wanted to reunite with his estranged wife and kids. Oh, my God. Well, actually, that, that I, I've seen something similar. Um, anytime... Um, Somebody like wants to like rob a bank or something. Most banks have it in their like policy that whether or not they perceive a threat, they have to treat it like it's a real bank robbery. So there's a lot of times would be like an old man will come up with like a slip of paper that says, "I have a gun, give me all the money, whatever." Even if they don't believe the guy is a threat at all or has any type of gun or weapon, they they have to give him money like per their per their policy to like mitigate any type of blowback or liability or damage or whatever because on the off chance at one time they're like oh no you're full of shit and he just pulls out a gun and kills them like it, it's a huge liability for the bank because they can't be like you, you can't tell a bank teller to be protective of chase bank's money you know what yeah, i mean yeah, yeah. so it's not worth it. It, it like even even if it's like comically untrue that the guy could even possibly do something they have to be like well he's robbing the bank everybody oh it's a bank robbery so they like put kid gloves on and be like all right well he said the magic word. That means we have to give him free money. And you'd be surprised. Like a lot of uh, bank robbers, especially on like the lower level, they get away with a lot of it. So it's, it's, it's I mean, some people, if they're smart, they can, <laughs> they really do it. They, 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 they figure out a way to get around it without hurting anybody or without doing anything crazy. So this is not me encouraging bank robbery, but this is like, it's, it's one of those instances where like, yeah, whether or not this is really a big deal or whether these problems are real or whether these motivations are real or whether this, whatever threat is real. Sometimes you have to go through the motions and be like, "Yeah, this is this is a bank robbery, guys. Watch out!" Uh-oh. So, I mean, I wonder how many bank robberies took place during the pandemic because everybody was wearing a mask. Well, that's the other thing. A lot of banks, the in-person locations were closed, and they have like just the the drive-through things where either they use like the tubes, whatever, to go through, or like the ATM. You can't rob a bank through a tube, no matter what you got outside. You know, what I mean? you know yeah, that's true. Like all the banks, <laughs> the branches were closed for a lot of the time, right? Yeah, yeah. Are they still closed? 
I think uh, this week was the first time I actually went into like an in-person location for a bank. I mean, actually, I think some were like appointment only. So I, I don't know if that's different. But if you make an appointment to rob a bank, you probably <laughs> you're very organized and you're very stupid. But you it's know, great. That's like that's weird because I remember even before the pandemic, I'd walk into the like the bank. I walk into the bank and be like, "Hey, I want to get checks, or I want to get this." And they'd be like, "Why don't you do it online? You know, everything's online now." Oh God! They're just discouraging me from you know interacting with them. And I'm just like, you know, maybe they want to stop people from entering the bank. That's they want to so, lay that's off. So stupid. Think about it though. Think about it. If you replace physical branches, right? You reduce the number of physical branches. That's less money in rent, less money in labor. Uh, right. You save money and also less liability for a bank robbery. Right. You save a shitload well, of money. Well, speaking of which, this is not related to the bank at all. But I went to. Uh, Walmart, because, you know, I like supporting small businesses. And um, I went there. I just picked up a couple just, like, random things I had to get. And I, I think I had maybe, I don't know, like six or seven items in this little cart that I had. And I walked up to uh, a register with people with, with, with an actual cashier at it because that's a rare thing now in Walmart. It's, it's the size of a fucking warehouse, but there's yeah. maybe two cashiers in the whole building, and the rest are all these, like, self-checkout things. And there was this lady who walked up to me. She was, like, a Walmart employee. She goes, oh, can you actually uh, – Move to the the self checkout thing. I think the line's getting a little bit too long. There's like four people in the line. She's like, the line's getting too long. We can't have it going out into the aisle or whatever. So we're gonna have you go to the self checkout thing. And I was like, no, I don't want to. I want someone else to like ring it up. I want someone to do their job and like work me through this. I'm not trained to operate the cash register at Walmart. I want someone to do it for me. I have paying money. I'm a customer. I want to do it. And she kept saying, no, no, it's our policy. Like we can't let you. Blah blah blah. I'm like, I have five items. Like it's this conversation is already longer than the transaction would have taken. And she's like, no, 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 no. So I, I, I didn't want to get on my whole Karen high horse and like argue with her. So I'm like, all right, whatever, fine. So I go there. So I go to like the self-checkout aisle. But the self-checkout aisle is not just like a ghost town. There's other Walmart employees monitoring the self-checkout aisle. So now I'm dealing with three different employees to tell me to check out my own items, which is so stupid because any of them could just ring me up and I'd be out of the store. So Walmart and these other like bigger stores are doing so much work to like employ less people and like take more uh, like paychecks out of it for, for, for like their employees, I guess, so they can just, <laughs> because if, if you go into like a modern Walmart now, it's like a ghost town. There's like five people working in it. That's why they have such a high rate of like shopliftings and all that stuff. Cause no one's, no one's there. No one's stopping anybody from doing anything. There's just, just come and go do, do self checkout, ring up a pair as a, like, ring up a plasma TV as like an Apple and be fine, whatever. But I'm like, I, they're doing so much work to just not have one guy do his job. And all I wanted was just someone to, like, scan my shit and let me walk out. Because now i got to find all the barcodes for everything and all oh, this is not registering. And now there's, like, scales in the, in the, in the, re- in the receipt aisle, whatever thing there. I'm like, this is, this is so stupid. Did there- you go on a rampage after this minor injury? Yeah, then I shot the whole store up. It was great. No, it's <laughs> no. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's one of those things where, like, th- this is already, like, one of, like, the least kind of, like, human interactions we can yeah. have. Just, just, just scan my bottle of hot sauce and my toilet paper. Just, just do that. It's fine. But... So, so the lady that stopped me and then the lady that was monitoring the self-checkout thing, their whole job is to just stand there and just direct people to not, <laughs> not interact with more people. Yeah. Which is so weird because, like, the fact that that job even has to exist means that the, self, that, that means that the self-checkout thing isn't working or it's just wildly unpopular. Because a bunch of self-checkout things were, were unoccupied, but I didn't want to go there because I wanted someone to, like, ring me up and put myself in bags and do all this stuff. I prefer that, honestly. Right, Because right. the whole self-checkout thing, it's like... It says, oh, there's an un- unexpected item when there's no unexpected right. item. And- I don't know how to tell people this in a, in a kind way, but I don't work at Walmart. I don't want to ring myself up. I don't want to do Walmart it's stuff. It's not my job. Right. It's not my job to do this. It's, it's someone at Walmart's job to do this, yeah, which is not – you have employees I, I, I don't know if that's an offensive thing to say or if that's some weird classist thing, but I don't know. 
I, I, maybe I should no, stop somewhere I mean, else. Maybe time, I'm being stupid. The but whole rationale behind this is because Walmart doesn't want to pay their first of all the employees they have to pay shitty. Right, they don't want right. to pay. They don't want to pay any more employees. They right. want to reduce they, they the number want to have of employees. The least, uh, the least amount of like paid employees in there as possible. But they're already backtracking that because they have those like individual like middleman people to like direct me around like cattle. I'm like, just like, why don't you just make those two people cashiers? They're and we so, all be moving. They're so huge. That, yeah. Like, even like the, the threat of shoplifting anything. It's just the price of doing business at the end of the day. And honestly, right. it's probably a lot cheaper than, you know, actually trying to stop a shoplifter and like having the liability or like the. Well, think about this. Have you ever hurt, been you know? to like a grocery store and you, you, you go to like you have all your stuff and there'll be like a whole the whole front of the store. It's all cash registers and it's like a line of just register, register, register. But they're like two of them. I'll be like lit up like, oh, there's people working here. I'm like, this is it's. 6 p.m. on a Monday. How how do we, this is like the busy time for the grocery store? Why do we not have everyone at these registers? And I know the place has the money that they just don't want to pay. Yeah, cashiers. And all. It, it's it's so stupid. So them like fighting to just not pay somebody or give somebody whatever x amount of hours or benefits or whatever. It's 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 hurting their customers. But people just like put up with it. Like oh, I guess I'm just waiting half an hour to buy grapes today. Like it's so stupid. So you see, like. So what we're saying is we're we're advocating for bazookas no, in, no. in public spaces. We're not advocating for that. But you see what's what's going on here is that a lot of businesses are going to replace human labor with machines, uh, which you know leads to a large question. It's like, all right, well, businesses, uh, you know, understandably want to have machines because machines don't have labor rights. Machines don't get sick. Machines don't need a break. They don't machines get overtime can, pay. They don't get overtime. Get yeah. Anything. It's easier to manage machines than actual human employees. I mean, I guess that's but fine, but this like half in, half out shit is so infuriating. But no, I'm not, because not talking I, about I, Walmart I, specifically. I know, but well, like, well, yeah, what I'm saying like because I, I know what I want when I when yeah. I want to go to a place, and I mean, yeah, there's some industries where they're completely phasing out human labor. At all like I think there's like like uh, in person like uh, was it Amazon stores now where you walk in and walk out, yeah, which is all the stuff in, the in your store, pocket, yeah. and they just scan you on the way out. Yeah, and that's kind of terrifying. It's kind of hilarious too. Like if, if they make a mistake, they're like, "Oh yeah, you bought um, seven hundred pounds of socks." I don't know. We we measured socks in pounds. That's a lot of socks. You have a pallet of socks. I'm like, no. I think there was an issue. I feel like, I don't and then know, you have a felony shoplifting on your record because they, they, like, they buzzed you up wrong. It would be a cool idea. I mean, if Amazon was smart, they would rig that whole place up with cameras and do like marketing research on like what part of the store people look at. Oh, I'm sure they're already doing like that. sell that information. I am sure they're already doing that. I'm sure there are other stores now that are already doing that. But it is it is terrifying. Here's the dude. thing. Here's the thing. Right? Like it's. In, like every industry, right? You know, it's in their interest to reduce the number of human laborers because human laborers have labor rights and mm. you have to pay them overtime and you have to, you know, they unionize when you treat them bad, you know? Right. So the thing is that when they're going to be replacing all these human laborers, you know, imagine all like retail stores replace human laborers. That's a huge amount of jobs that don't exist anymore. Right. Like, yeah, sure. There's going to be jobs in like, you know, the higher end of things like people, you know, being maintenance technicians for these machines. Mm-hmm. But that's not going to, I mean... It's not. It's a net decrease, probably. Right. Right. You know, in jobs, so it's weird. Big question. Um, there's going to be. We're we're heading towards a future where there's going to be less need for human labor, but labor is the only way to make money. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, ideally, that's a good thing. We don't want. We 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 want to lower the amount of like unskilled or like unnecessarily difficult jobs. Like retail jobs are tough. Like like the service industry jobs. A lot of those are tough jobs where you're just dealing with like grumpy people like me all day, and you're you, you're 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 beaten down for like a very low wage. I mean, I'm not saying all those jobs should just go away if there's no replacement, but I think we should probably graduate to an era where people have, like, more meaningful or at least more, like, like better paid employment where they're not, like, like oh, pff, be nice to the McDonald's worker today oh, no, on a yeah. rough day. Like, I mean, I think we should kind of, like, strive towards something to 
replace that or at least the, the point, in, in a better way. You the know? point I'm making is not anti-technology. I'm completely on board with like, you know, we oh, yeah, I, I want to automate everything. But, I don't want to wipe my own ass in five years. You know, but I mean, the whole point of the matter is that we're going to have a huge unemployment rate. How are we going to deal with that? Yeah. People need to work to live right. Right, to get money because are we going to tell people, you know, hey, don't ask for handouts, get a job. But there's no jobs in the future. Right. Well, speaking of what you're saying about the cameras and like the market research, all that stuff in stores, um, I think it was, was it California just passed a law saying that they're banning, uh, I think, like government use of uh, facial recognition technology, which I thought was like really funny because a lot of people like took to Twitter and they're like, yeah, we did it. We're against the man, against Big Brother, all that stuff. But the federal government is not really the one you should be worrying about who has access to like facial recognition technology. Because, yeah, I mean, they want to like, there's a big issue with people like, oh, well, I don't want to go to like a like a political protest that people are going to be taking pictures of my face or they can or or, or profile me in this way or or, or try to like go. Up. I mean, they're equating it to like 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 the whole. They really end up like crazy. Like you know, like China has like facial recognition stuff everywhere, and they can like track like movement of people and all that stuff. So they they equated it to that. But I'm like, I'd be much more worried about like Facebook and Amazon and all these huge like media companies. Or, or, or like IT, like 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 tech companies getting my face than anyone in the yeah. government. Like, yeah, if, if you're having issues with the government, just just get a lawyer. That's the way out of that. But if you're having issues with like Google or like Twitter, and they're like tracking where you are at all times, and it's influencing every social interaction or like social media post or advertisement, all that stuff. Like that is you that, that follows you like worse than like taxes, man. It's it's crazy. It's 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 nuts. You know, honestly, like, I'm not going to say that one's worse than the other. I think they're both bad ultimately. I think in the United States, we have legal recourse against the government. Because, I mean, the government, right, still, right. there's still limitations. I mean, as, right. you, you can get representation, you can, you can make, all this stuff. Like, honestly, like, as, no matter how critical of the United States you want to be, there is still a legal option to protect you. Which It's not going to work in right. all there, cases. There's, there's an order of events you can follow and you can... It's not going to work in all cases, but they're not, you know, assassinating you at an embassy. I guess anything, people were you know? worried about, like, the political repercussions. Like, oh, if I went to this... Black Lives Matter protests, or if uh, I went to this random environmental protest, like there would be an governments issue. change. Governments right. change. Right. There's different, you know, laws change, and laws change a lot on, on public well, opinion. A, a lot of a lot of facial uh, recognition technology, whatever, is has been really successful in catching like heinous like criminal activity. Like if you're like a murderer on the run and you got picked up at like a random gas station walking through there to go get like a Slim Jim or something. And it's, some of those cameras are crazy now. I've seen cameras uh, in the parking lot of, like, a Walmart that are so, like, high-tech and fancy. They can zoom in from, like, like, like the middle of the parking lot, and they can read text messages off people's phones. Ryan, like, let's, they're take, crazy. let's take a look at this. Let's imagine that, I don't know, hypothetical, not hypothetical. Let's, let's take a little thought experiment here, right? Maybe 20 years down the line, there's some really authoritarian guy gets elected president of the United States. He, he has a good campaign. People like him. He wants law and order. And immediately, if you're a government dissident, you know. He's like super overreaching with all that he stuff. He can go and, and be that. like, oh, government dissidents are now terrorists. And now using facial recognition technology, you said something I didn't like about the government and I'm going to get you. You saw, you saw well, the I whole, would argue if, if you're that guy, you're not worried about what the law says anyways. If, 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 like, if they're worried about facial recognition technology and you're the guy who wants to use it, like with that type of power, you're just going to use it anyways. What are they, they going to do? Like call you out on it? Like, okay, well, I'm still the authoritative guy, whatever. Like, he, he, I mean, they can just change the law at the end but, of it. But know? I mean, even it could be applied retroactively. Imagine you make a Facebook post today critical of the government or critical about, you know, a policy mm-hmm. that is going to be enacted in the future, right? 
Imagine they listen. I mean, they're never going to listen to this podcast, probably. But imagine they listen to this podcast in the future. I would love the views, though. Imagine, yeah, imagine if we get part of the. Oh, and, and, they, and they go, and the government says, "Oh, we're pro surveillance technology." And they're like, "Oh, wait a minute! These guys said something that was anti surveillance technology." And piecing together the information we have, we get their face. <laughs> have you ever or, been me tooed by the government? <laughs> oh, they're going after us all now, folks. Well, yeah. The, the, the whole the whole thing here is that, like, I guess, yeah. To companies having your shit is bad. That's like, yeah. And it's it's like the culture of people like looking at like old like. Twitter post from like 2008 like oh he said this sexist joke about women now it's it's the federal government doing it and now they're going after I mean, you that the, way the government federal government's companies well, they all have the means to monitor your social media I mean journalists can do it governments can do it you know yeah. and if they find I mean who knows a spatial recognition technology is a tool that is easy to track people it's a tool at the end of the day and tools you can use a hammer to build a house or to bash someone's head in you know so Right. It's a tool at the right, end of right, the day. Right. You, you can use it to stop crime or to be an oppressive government. And yeah, so I, I think I think any talk about laws about this right now, I mean, it's a good discussion to have. But at the end of the day, it's kind of it's it's kind of silly to talk about now because we don't really know the full effects of what they can do. We don't know the political aims of people that are using it right now. We don't know just really the strength of it because this top, the technology is getting better and better every day. They can integrate with more cameras, more. Uh, media and all that it's it's a huge huge industry so for them to be like oh we did it we california had a victory against facial recognition like okay hopefully it works out for you guys but it's it's not going to go away i'll say that it's 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 only going to get bigger and more intricate also what if the companies decide to give the government (laughs) the companies that are using the facial recognition or just be like oh okay well we're just going to share the information with the government i'm I'm sure that's already happening i'm sure that's already happening it's i mean it's come to a point where there are a lot of private companies who are better funded than a lot of governments. So they're, they're talking about now that um, just the, the market capital of Amazon in probably like the next couple of years, if not sooner, is going to get bigger than like the GDP of Australia. Like the, like the continent of Australia is, is going to be smaller than Amazon pretty soon, yeah. which, is, which is huge. So all, all economics talk aside, like there are, there are companies – I mean, like, Jeff Bezos is making rockets for fun. And he's, he's only the second billionaire that we know of to, like, try to, like, fight for, like, government contracts for that stuff. Yeah. Well, actually, the third, if we're talking about the, the Virgin uh, Airlines guy. Was it Virgin Mobile? Whatever it is. I don't know. Whatever that. Whatever the, the, like, we, we, have, uh, we have people that are so rich in their regular, like, private enterprises that they're just, like, they have the money to do space travel for fun, which is... I mean, it's pretty. It's scary, pretty. Right? I, I mean, it's it's scary, yeah. But I think it's also hilarious and awesome and wildly American. Because why not? If you if you want to go to the moon, go to the oh, fucking moon. I'm in, I'm in all in favor for space travel. I think that's a good a good. Oh, hell yeah! I mean, I think uh, privatizing space travel is probably the logical step because we're we're a people that at least in America now we don't want to fund NASA for whatever reason. We don't want to like, oh, we have so many problems on the ground. Why would we worry about space travel? But there are a lot of like really rich guys who are like, all right, I'll do it. That'd be great. Yeah, right. I think people make fun of uh, like billionaires for like, oh, you could be feeding the poor and, you're, and you want to go to space or you want to make a new rocket. I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, if those guys already exist, they might as well go to space. If those guys already aren't feeding the poor or they already aren't giving their taxes to whatever, they might as well bring us to Mars because that'll at least be useful in, 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 in at least that way. So you can't change the personality or the nature of people who are at the top, top, top of wealth and society and all that. But you can get some fun out of it and find some cool shit like some like – I mean, can you imagine more, if Elon Musk land, found like, like an alien or something or if he found like an undiscovered – 
planet or whatever. I mean, that, that'd be awesome. I feel like we're going to have, basically, with space travel, we're going to have two scenarios. We're going to have the Star Trek scenario or the Star Wars scenario. Star Trek scenario is going to be like humanity unites and like all of a sudden we're colonizing uninhabited world. I don't think we'll ever unite. Like so let's go automatically and the go Star to the Wars, next one. The Star Wars scenario is going to be like different, you know, I guess gangs on Earth are controlling, you know, different moons and shit like that and people are fighting each other for control of resources well i think the star wars uh uh, whatever scenario is the most likely because star wars you the universe still has like space racism in it and i think that's where we're gonna be at in probably racism yeah you remember we talked about this on on the uh, the josh and dylan episode where they're like oh they still have the sand people even though they're they're, like from that planet and they're just like they're the indigenous people (laughs) we call them the sand people because that's where they're the invaders guys I mean, I know Star Wars came out in, like, the 70s, but, like, I'll say this. Racism is not always funny, but space racism is always space funny. Space racism. Like, it's, it's, it's like... You guys still didn't figure it out. Yeah, know? yeah. Like, it, it, it's the best. So I think that's probably the more likely one where technology is going to continue advancing, but we're still going to be shitty about it, yeah. which I think is, is, is more realistic and more honest, you know? Yeah, I feel that. But, um... How do you feel about this one, buddy? I think we covered a lot of weird ground all at once. We got into a little astrology angle. We talked about the politics of Walmart. We talked about uh, uh, <laughs> our, 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 our new movie club. Uh, we, we watched it uh, falling down. Um, are we missing anything? I think, uh, I think that's it, man. Well, I, I, felt, I felt really good about this one. I'm going to have a fun time editing this. But, um, yeah, uh, in terms of our listeners, we're going to try to get to a better schedule where we can eat, maybe do – once a week or once every other week down the line. I'm, I am officially done with my schooling. I am what they call a master now. Wow. I'm not going to say a master of what because I just like the ambiguous term of master. So if you guys want to call me master, that's fine. I'm not going to correct you or anything. But otherwise, um, yeah, get, get, get ready for more of us very soon. I, I think this is going to be a good summer for us in terms of being able to record and get some stuff down and go on some adventures to tell you all about it. So uh, from all of us here at Midnight Climax and our, uh, our astrology buddies, uh, any closing sentiments? it for me take care guys all right peace out everybody ciao hey this is uh ryan it's a little after six in the morning i just got home from work been a busy couple weeks um but i just realized i don't know when this is coming out exactly but i'm working on this now it's been officially about a year since we started recording and releasing all these so happy birthday midnight climax um I just want to say uh, thank you to everyone who's been with us, who are, who started listening, and has kind of <laughs> been patient with us throughout all this. We've had a lot of fun this year. Um, I'm sure Alex will say the same thing next time we're on. But uh, I just want to say a special thanks to him. He's been fucking great during all this. Uh, I had to learn how to do a lot of this from scratch, so he was very patient and everything with me. But, I mean, otherwise, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun doing this with you guys. So we'll see how long we can keep this up. But uh, otherwise... Thank you very much. Happy birthday, Midnight Climax. Take care, all right? Bye.